0: Shabbat shalom, Uh, brothers and sisters in the faith, praises be to our loving Abba, that we're able to gather once again to worship him in spirit and in truth. And what fitting way to end a year that is soon to pass and to be together, to assemble as one before our father, Yahuwah, and his son, Yahusha HaMashiach, so that we can receive the guidance, the comfort that we need, that will help us in our journey towards the promised land. When it comes to the passing of this year, it's something that should remind us about the reality of life. Regardless of what we do, time just keeps marching on. We get older. However, the question is, as we get older, are we becoming more mature in our faith? Are we becoming better as a people of Yahuwah? In other words, what we need to make sure with each passing year is that we are able to become stronger in our faith to become more and more like our King Yahusha HaMashiach. Let it be our goal in the year that is to come that we develop a Yahushian mindset to think like our King Yahusha so that we can live like him in preparation for his second advent. This is why it is but right and fitting that we look into the Beatitudes taught by our King Yahushua, because when we adopt and when we incorporate and integrate in our life the attitudes, the characteristics of our King himself, then this is what will lead us to salvation and a life-filled with joy. Last week, we talked about the first beatitude, to be poor in spirit, which means do not depend on self, because many people today love to be independent from Yahuwah, independent from Yahusha. It's not going to work, because we were created to be dependent upon Yahuwah and Yahusha. So being poor in spirit will lead us to complete dependence upon our father, Yahuwah Alahim, which takes us and leads us to the next beatitude to maintain that connection and relationship with Yahusha, this is what we're going to study today. So what is the next beatitude taught by our King Yahusha? I think you already know the answer because of the title of our lesson. But let's read the passage anyways. In the book of Matthew 5, in the verses 4, Yahusha says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. According to our King Yahushua, what is a beatitude that we need to integrate into our life? We need to be people who mourn. Why are those who mourn blessed? Because they shall be comforted by our Father. The comfort that the Father brings, the comfort that Yahushua brings, it is what brings true joy in our life, which is very different what we call happiness. How many here want to be happy? People want to be happy, right? But there's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is based upon what happens to us, but joy depends upon who is in us. You see, when the Father Yahuwah and our King Yahusha is in us, even when the whole world is collapsing and falling apart, we can feel that joy. You see the difference? The Bible says, blessed are those who mourn because they will be comforted. They will receive the true joy that comes from the Father. Very different from the message of the world. What does the world tell us? Be happy. They even created a song out of that, did they not? Right? Don't worry, be happy. You see, for some people, the purpose of life is to be happy. Take note, there's nothing wrong with being happy. Yahuwah wants us to be happy. However, the goal of life is not to be happy. You know what the goal of life is? What's the goal of life? It's to be holy. When we achieve holiness, happiness comes as a byproduct of holiness. And so let's make it our aim to live a holy life. But what is one step? A necessary step. That we can become holy. We need to learn how to mourn. We need to learn to practice deep sorrow. Without taking the time to practice deep sorrow, we will not be led to holiness that leads to joy and happiness. Now, what does it mean for us to mourn? It means to be deeply sorrowed about something. Now, who's an example of one who felt deep sorrow? Let's read the book of John 11, 33 to 36. Yahushua saw her weeping, and he saw how the people with her were weeping also. His heart was touched, and he was deeply moved. Where have you buried him? He asked them. Come and see, Lord, They answered. Yahushua wept. See how much he loved him, the people said, who is an example of one who felt Deep sorrow. Our king himself, Yahushua Hamashiach. We know Yahushua is the perfect man, right? He's a strong man. However, Yahushua, he displayed deep sorrow by weeping. Weeping even in public. Why did he weep? Why did he show deep sorrow? Because of the death of his friend Lazarus and the sorrow it brought the friends of our king. Yahushua. You see, our King Yahushua, when he wept, he showed he truly cared. We need to do the same thing. We need to learn to practice deep sorrow. We must not reject these feelings of sorrow. Instead, we need to feel them and process them in our life. You know, there's a passage in the Holy Scripture that says it's better to go to a house of mourning Than it is to go to a party. Whenever there's a new year that is being celebrated, what do people often do? They meet together for a party and they have a good time. However, the Bible says that it's better to go to a place of mourning. Do you know where a place of mourning typically is? Maybe the gravesite, right? A funeral, that's a place of mourning, is it not? When people Go to a gravesite when people are reminded of death. What does that do to a person? It causes a person to reflect upon his life. This is why the Bible says it's better to go to a place of mourning because it helps us to see what life is all about. You see, there's something we need to understand about life here on earth it's not permanent, it's only temporary. We get older and older and older, eventually, we're going to die. What are we doing about our life? Are we making the days of our life, the years of our life count? Are we learning from our mistakes? This is what we need to do. And to help us learn from the the mistakes of life, we need to mourn. We need to reflect so that we can be moved to become better, to become holy in the eyes of our Father. What also or when also did our King Yahushua express deep sorrow. Let's read the book of Luke, 19, 41 to 42. He came closer to the city and when he saw it, he wept over it, saying, if you only knew today what is needed for peace, but now you cannot see it. According to our King Yahushua, what did he also weep over? He wept for an entire city. What city is that? Jerusalem. Why did he weep over Jerusalem? Because they could not see what they needed to do to obtain peace with almighty Yahuwah. Jerusalem represents the true people of Allahim. That represents us today. Back then, our King Yahusha, when he looked over the people of Yahuwah, he wept because they rejected The key, the way by which to receive true life, that was Yahusha himself. They rejected Yahusha. And because of their sin, they're going to be destroyed. And so what we need to mourn is death. What we need to mourn is sin. Sin leads to misery. Sin leads to death. They all come in one package. We need to understand sin is not by itself. Sin comes with consequences. And Yahushua wants to teach us when a person gets caught up with sin, eventually it's going to destroy his or her life. This is why he wept. He wept over the gravesite. He wept over Jerusalem because he knows that sin is a destroyer of life. We too need to practice deep sorrow because of sin. Well, how can we do that? How can a person properly mourn sin? Let's read the book of James, chapter is 4 and the, ver- and the verses are 8 down to 10. Come near to Allahim, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. How can we properly mourn because of sin? When we express grief, when we wail because of sin. Many people take for granted the type of what sin is able to bring In the lives of people, sin is very destructive. We need to mourn it. We need to express deep sorrow because of sin. There's a time to be happy and there's a time to mourn. We need to mourn when we are guilty of sin. Unless we're able to mourn sin, sin keeps coming back and coming back relentless in its pursuit to destroy our life. What will stop it in its tracks when we mourn because of sin? When we feel the pain that sin brings into life. Now, why do some people fail to see the seriousness of sin? Let's read the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, 12 down to 13. See to with brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Why do some people fail to see the seriousness of sin? Because of sin's deceitfulness. Sin has a way of getting us to adopt it in our life. This is why people often make the two most often used excuses about sin you know what they are which makes it which makes people think that sin is normal you know what the two most often excuse most often used excuses for sin are i mean it's the end of the year usually in the end of the year we have what are called the top 10 we'll have the top 2 you know what they are? The top two excuses for sin. What's number one? Everyone is doing it, right? And so because everyone's doing it, sin tries to convince a person. It's okay to commit sin. Everyone's doing it anyways, right? What else is another excuse for sin? Here's the most popular one. <laughs> I'm only human, right? You get those two? Have we used this before in our thinking? This is how sin deceives. It makes us think and say, everyone is doing it. I'm only
1: human. Well, let's look at those two excuses. Everyone is doing it. Does that make it right?
0: During the days of the flood, what happened to most everyone? They got swept away in judgment. You see, we are not everyone. We are special in the eyes of Yahuwah. We need to remember who we are. We are the sons and daughters of Yahuwah, Allahim. Well, how about the excuse, I am just human. I am but a human being. That's true. But we're not just human beings. We have the power of Yahusha, the power of Yahuwah in us. And so we're not just anyone. We're human beings who were weak. But because of our weaknesses, we can be strong with the help and strength of who? Yahushua. Yahuwah. This is why we cannot use that as an excuse. Yes, sin is deceitful. But we are the people of Yahuwah. And by the power of the Spirit of Yahuwah, we can overcome sin. We need to mourn sin. And so we must protect ourselves from sin because sin destroys. So how can we? Protect ourselves from sin. Let's read the book of James. Chapters 1 and the verses are 14 down to 15. Temptation comes from our own desires. Which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow. It gives birth to death. How can we protect ourselves from sin? By not allowing it to grow, question as human beings, do we commit sin? We do. We're all sinners, right? I mean, how many of you last year, December 31st, 2021, right? Did I get the math right? 2021 last year, before the year 2022 came, how many of us made the resolution for the year 2023? I'm going to be Completely sin-free. No sin. Perfect. Anyone make that resolution? Probably not. Because we have the human body. We have the flesh. And the flesh is weak. Right? We make mistakes. None of us are perfect. None of us are going to be perfect with our human body. This is why it's impossible, really, for us to be completely 100% perfect. Well, if that's the case, then how can we protect ourselves from sin? The Bible says don't let it grow. We may not be perfect. We may not be completely sin-free. However, let us make sure we do not let the sin grow. How can we know if the sin in our life is growing when it becomes a habit, when sin reigns in our life? You see, there are two things that can happen. Either sin controls us or we control sin. Controlling sin doesn't mean we are perfect. Controlling sin means when sin appears in our life, we do something so it will not grow. So it doesn't become a habit. Why must we learn to control the influence of sin in our life? Because if not, the Bible says it's going to lead us to death. This is why when you think about it, Sin is worse than cancer, right? Because when a person has cancer, you want to limit its growth. You want to remove it from your life. Because if not, cancer is going to put you to death. But sin is a lot worse. Cancer can only kill your body. But sin can destroy your body. And soul. it leads to death. What kind of death? Not just the physical death. What kind of death? Can sin lead a person to if he or she will not control its influence in one's life? Let's read the answer of our king himself, Yahushua HaMashiach in Matthew 5, 29 to 30. So if your right eye causes you to sin, take it out and throw it away. It is much better for you to lose a part of your body than to have your whole body thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is much better for you to lose one of your limbs than to have your whole body go off to hell. Our King Yahushua is pretty serious. I wonder during the days when Yahushua was here on earth and he was teaching this sermon. I wonder how many people, what kind of reaction the people had. How about you right now? Our King is speaking to us, Right. And he's telling us, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out. What do you feel about that? What does that make you think about? What, are you, what is your conclusion? Maybe some who do not really honor the king, they might say, well, the king is a hard man. Hard to please. Why is he telling us to mutilate ourselves? Wait a minute, is that the message of our King Yahushua? To mutilate ourselves, to physically or literally cut off our hands and pluck out our eye? Well, that's not the message.
1: What is the message of our King Yahushua?
0: We have to take sin seriously. We have to take extreme measures, if needed, to make sure sin doesn't take us to where to hell that sin doesn't take us to the final place that sin brings a person to not the grave you see that's just uh what do you call that that's just a, an intermediary stop the grave that's not the final stop for those who are sinners it is called hell this is why we need to take sin very seriously Yahusha is speaking extremely here because he knows what sin does to a life. Yahuwah has seen what sin has done in the lives of people over the years. Remember Yahuwah? What he saw sin do back in the Garden of Eden? Because of sin, what happened to mankind? He died, right? He was supposed to live forever, but because of sin, he lost his eternal life. He was removed from the garden. You live the life of an earth that, that has been under the curse of Yahuwah. Lives destroy families. La, uh, s- sins destroy families. Sin brings nothing but pain, sorrow. When you examine the sorrows of life, what's happening now? When you examine why people are so distraught and filled with anxiety, filled with sadness. What's the root cause of all that? It is sin, right? It is sin. It all goes back to sin. Yahuwah knows this. He knows what sin can do in the lives of people. And so Yehoah did something about it. He gave the sacrifice of his son. And our king, Yahushua, gave the sacrifice of himself. So that sin can be dealt with. And now we're going to take it for granted. Brethren, let's appreciate what our king did. Let us do our best to remove sin from our life that we can truly be called the servants of our King Yahusha. Well, how can we prevent sin from growing in our life so it doesn't lead to death? Let's read the book of Psalm 32 in the verses 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to Yahuwah, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. What must we do so that we can properly control sin so it doesn't take over our life and destroy us? Bible says, let us acknowledge our sin. You see, that's the first step. We need to acknowledge. What does it mean to acknowledge our sin? It means to become aware of our sin. How can we become aware of our sin? When we reflect, when we examine self, right? Because we cannot acknowledge sin if we're not aware that we are sinners. And so the first thing we need to do is to look at self. Examine ourselves. This year is about to pass for the year 2022. Let us look at our life. Where have I fallen into sin? What sins in my life is taking me away from the Father? Once we develop an awareness for sin, what must we do? Let us own up to our sin. Don't make excuses for sin. Let us own up to our sin. Let us be accountable for our sin. Let us acknowledge our sin. After acknowledging our sin, what must we do? We have to go to our Father. We have to go to His Son. We have to confess our sins. And the work of confession must be deeply done, sincerely done. This is why when we pray and we confess our sins, it should be done
1: at a personal level. When you pray by yourself, you go to the Father and to the Son, and you be specific about the sins that you have done. We cannot
0: have a blanket confession. You know what a blanket confession is? When we pray to the Father, Father, please forgive all my sins. When we pray as a congregation, we ask the Father, forgive all our sins. But when we pray as individuals, we have to be specific about the sins we are confessing. Because if we're not specific, we're not controlling and managing the sin in our life. Soon it will take control over us and destroy us. This is why we need to take the time to reflect upon our life, to examine self, so that we can confess our sins to Yahuwah. But is it enough to simply mouth the words, Father, please forgive my sin. I confess to you this specific sin in my life. Please forgive me. Is that enough? Let's read what it says in the book of 2 Corinthians 7, 9-10. Now I rejoice. Not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. When we confess sins to Yahuwah and to Yahusha. What kind of confession does Yahuwah want from all of us? It is the confession that leads to true repentance. But what will lead to true repentance? It is when we express godly sorrow and not worldly sorrow. You see, there's a difference between worldly sorrow and godly sorrow. Do you know what worldly sorrow is all about? It's when people experience sorrow for what they have done because of the consequences. If a person steals and he's thrown into jail, in the jail cell, he will develop a worldly sorrow. Why is he in sorrow? Why is he sad? Because of being, because of stealing. It's because of the consequence. What happened to him? He was taken to jail. Nobody wants to be in jail, right? That's worldly sorrow. When a person expresses remorse, when a a person expresses deep sorrow because of the consequence of what he has done. But what Jehovah wants is not worldly sorrow, but godly sorrow. What is godly sorrow? It's when a person mourns, when a person feels deep sorrow because of sin, not just because of the consequences of sin but because of what sin does in the heart of Yahuwah. You see, godly sorrow says, I am deeply sad and I mourn because my sin has displeased. My sin has grieved the heart of Yahuwah. That is what godly sorrow is all about. It is becoming sorrowful. Not just because of the consequence of sin. But more so because of what sin does. It brings displeasure. It dishonors our father. Yahuwah. That's what it means. To mourn. That's what our king Yahusha is talking about. When he says blessed are those who mourn. They feel deep sorrow because of sin. Because of what sin does. It grieves the heart of our father, Yahuwah, who is a good example of one, who expressed deep sorrow. Let's read the book of Psalm 51, 1 to 4 and 17. Have mercy on me, O Allah, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. The sacrifices of Allahim are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart O Allahim
1: you will not despise. Who is an example of one? It was not perfect. Like you and I are not perfect. But something happened. That showed to Yahuwah. That his heart really belonged to him. Who is that? Who is the one. That is speaking. In this passage of scripture. It is David. king of yahuwah was david loved by
0: yahuwah yes yahuwah loved him so much he created a covenant with david did you know there's something called the davidic covenant yahuwah promised that out of the line of david will come forth the messiah that's why the messiah is also called the son of david yahuwah loved david Yahuwah even spoke highly of David and said, he is a man after my own heart. But when you look at the life
1: of David, was he perfect? Was he perfect? Far from it. He lacked in many areas. He was a sinner like you and I. What he
0: was speaking about in this passage concerns the sin he was guilty of. Do you know what the sin was about? This was about when David was overcome by temptation. And because of this temptation, he committed adultery with Bathsheba. And he even conspired
1: so that the husband of Bathsheba, Uriah, would be killed in battle. That was the sin of David. Was David punished because of his sin? Yes, that's why
0: he lost the son. He lost the baby. But we know he will one day see that baby again because that baby is not a sinner. The baby will not commit sin. They will see each other again. Nevertheless, he was punished. And David wept. Something we need to understand about sin. Sin can be forgiven, but there's always going to be consequences. And that's what sin does. Even after David weeps because he loses a son as a result consequence of his sin. He doesn't stop expressing his godly sorrow. Do you notice what he said about his sin? The Bible says, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. It's bothering him. Why? Because he says, against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. You see what David is expressing here is godly sorrow. Not sorrow he's not weeping about his lost son here what is he weeping about in this passage which he wrote after the fact he's weeping because he says against you
1: against you you only have i sinned he understood that sin brought great displeasure in the heart
0: of our father yahuwah And so he confessed his sins to Abba. What did he ask from Yahuwah? He asked Yahuwah, please forgive my transgressions. Bring back the Holy Spirit in my life. We must also ask the same thing, brothers and sisters. Why are we confident when we ask for forgiveness, Yahuwah will forgive our sins? The Bible says because of his great compassion and his unfailing love. Yahuwah loves us. That's why he gave up his son for us. And so he's willing to forgive us. And so today, before we stand as a congregation and pray to Abba, in your own place, in your own mind, before we offer a congregational prayer to our loving father, what should we ask from Yahuwah? What should we beg him, especially as we are about to enter a new year in our life? Let's read the final passage of our studies today, the book of Psalms 51, 8, 10 to 12. Let me hear the sounds of joy and gladness. And though you have crushed me, broken me, I will be happy once again. Create a pure heart in me, O Allah, and put a new and loyal spirit in me. Do not banish me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Give me again the joy that comes from your salvation. Make me willing to obey you. Brethren, this year is about to end.
1: We're going to enter a new year. Let's take some time and reflect upon 2022. This year that is about to pass. The more, for the most part, what
0: has it done for us? What has it done for you? Have you gone through sorrow and suffering? Maybe some of us have suffered loss, loss of a job, a loss of a loved one. Maybe some of us experience disease or sickness. We've gone through many things. Yes, Yahuwah tests us, but sometimes Yahuwah disciplines us as well. Just like what David said, I have been crushed. I have been broken. Have we been broken? Have we been crushed by Yahuwah because of our sin? Brethren, if that is the case, then we should rejoice. Why? Because if we're being disciplined by Yahuwah because of our sin, it only means one thing. That we are his sons. We are his daughters. And if we will take the time to mourn our sin, what will Yahuwah do?
1: He will help us that we can be filled with joy again. We have a new year facing us. We don't know
0: what will happen to the world in 2023. It seems like ever since 2020, every year that passes gets worse and worse and worse. Who knows what will happen in 2023?
1: But what we want is to have Father
0: walking with us, being with us. For this to happen, what must we ask from Yahuwah? Let us ask the Father, Father, create in me a pure heart. You know, this prayer, we ought to pray every morning. When we wake up, we need to go to Abba and say to him, loving Abba, please create in me a pure heart, a heart that is willing to obey you. That will take delight in pleasing you. That's the heart of David. This is the heart that we must also possess. That we may receive fellowship from our father. When we follow Yahuwah, wherever he leads us, the result is joy. We can ask Yahuwah to bless our life. To bless our our parents. To bless our families. That whatever the year 2023 has in store, it will be filled with joy regardless of what happens. Because of who is with us. Yahuwah. May he bless us. May he comfort us. And so let us take time to mourn sin. To mourn our failures. To mourn missed opportunities. And to ask for the comfort, help, and joy of Yahuwah Alahim. Let us stand
1: and we shall pray together. Almighty and loving Father Yahuwah. Our life is bare to you. You can see us right through us. You can look at your sons and daughters at this moment. When you read the contents of our hearts, you know, Father, deep inside, at the core of who we truly are, Is that we love you more than anyone and anything. We have not been perfect. When we look
0: back in this year that is about to pass, broken
1: promises, sins by deed and by word, neglect, laziness. We have not been completely devoted to you, Father. We return to you now. We repent from our sins. And we ask you, loving Abba,
0: forgive us. Create a pure heart in us. Perhaps some of your people have been crushed, utterly broken. The pieces of our life lay shattered to the ground. Loving Abba, we ask you, Restore us. We repent and return to you. Make us whole once again. Help us to stand once again. Hold us up with your hand. Be with us when we walk. Lead us, O loving Abba, to find you in our life. May your presence comfort and strengthen us. Father, today, As we prepare to enter a new year, we will take some time to do personal reflection. When we examine our life, we ask for your help. Show us where we have fallen short. May we hear your voice telling us what we need to change so that we can be close to you. That is what matters more than anything. Our true wealth is you. You are everything to us. Father, be close to us. Be near your people. Whatever happens, may you please embrace each and every one of us. Our King Yahusha, Yahusha, our Mashiach, we bring ourselves to your presence now. We know at this moment you knock on the doors of our hearts. You who weep because of sin. You weep because of our shortcomings. You want us to become like you, loving King. Help us to be like you. May your mind be our mind. May we understand your teachings and discern your voice in our life. May we be able to hear from you. When we pray to you individually, when our children pray to you, our loved ones pray to you, may we find you. May you be in our midst and in our hearts that we may be strengthened in our faith. Father in heaven, we ask you, 2023, be with us. If in the past you have crushed us because of sin, May you give us now peace and joy. May you restore us, Father. Bless us with a greater, a better livelihood. Bless us with stronger faith. Bless us with more love that we will be fully prepared for our salvation. Bless our homes and our families. Heal those who may be sick among us. Help us, Father, to remain alive so that we can see your beloved Son descending from heaven into the clouds to be with him forevermore we believe father you have listened to our prayers we ask and beg everything in the name of our lord and savior yahushua hamashiach amen